This podcast is provided for general information and for general information purposes only and does not replace your financial, tax, legal or finance product advice. Hello everyone and welcome to The Female Investor, your chance to listen to two of Australia's leading property experts talking about all things property, buying, finance, strategy and lots more. Kate Hill and Nicola McDougall are the authors of the book, The Female Investor, Creating Wealth, Security and Freedom Through Property. Kate is an award-winning property mentor and coach, a qualified property investment advisor and founder of buyer's agency, Advisable. And she's a successful property investor herself. Nicola is an award-winning and prolific property journalist. She has been involved in property research, analysis and reporting for 15 years. And she is also a successful property investor herself. Property investment is one of the simplest, safest and preferred ways for women to create financial freedom. And with the right information to make an educated and informed decision, this can be achieved. If you know a woman who is concerned about her financial future, or maybe that's you, If you're keen to improve your chances of creating an income for life, then this is your place to learn, be inspired and motivated. Along with some special guests, Kate and Nicola will be offering genuine practical news and tips to women of any age to stake your claim on the property market. So come on ladies, stay tuned and let's do this together. Hi, everyone. So we can't do our first podcast without talking about our fabulous new book. But we don't just want to do a blatant and shameless plug, but we do want to give you some background and insights into how it happened and, most importantly, who we are. Yeah, absolutely. So briefly, our book is, as mentioned in the intro, The Female Investor, Creating Wealth, Security and Freedom Through Property. It is out very, very soon, end of March this year. I guess we found that many, many finance books out there are written by men. And of course, no disrespect to any of them. There are some really fabulous books out there. But essentially, our book is a bit of a rallying cry from us two women to all you lovely ladies out there. It's meant to be a real motivator for you and for all ladies out there, really of any age, to get educated, to take charge of your own financial futures and to become proactive in terms of property investing. It gives, it gives real practical advice. It guides you through the beginnings of your strategic property investment journey. That's right, Kate. No, I think that's the key there, isn't it? The real practical information that the that is, you know, throughout the book. It covers the most important elements that you need to become a successful property investor. We also share personal stories um, from from our own history in property investment. Some good, some not so good, and some stories from some of the other awesome women that we have uh, met, and, and certainly Kate helped along the way. 
I guess we're really taking it to the next level with the step-by-step how-to guide. And um, I think, again, before we start sharing a little bit of our more personal stories there, I I do want to address that there might be some disgruntled chaps out there who are wondering why we are addressing women specifically. And again, absolutely no disrespect to any of you lovely fellas out there. And please do listen, because a lot of this information, especially from the practical advice side of things, is completely relevant to anyone out there. But I do think it's a good moment to talk about why we are addressing ladies specifically in our book. So even though we are in the 21st century, it is a proven fact that women remain less financially secure than men. There is the income pay gap between men and women. We read about it in the paper almost every week, and it just doesn't appear to be changing significantly at all. And like I just said, there was an article actually in one of our newspapers here in Australia about that yet again this last week. And then I think partly because of what I've just said, uh, there is this huge difference in superannuation or pension funds, as they're called elsewhere as well. The fund balances in those between men and women, which starts when workers are really only in their 20s and it never really recovers. So there are increasing numbers of women who actually wind up homeless after a relationship breakdown or in retirement because they were really never able to create their own independent wealth or buy a home of their own. So having gotten that little bit over with, Nick, talk a bit more about, um, I guess, your version, if I can put it like that, of how this all came to be in your head and before we got together to do this. <laughs> yeah, Kate, thank you. I mean, uh, well, um, I actually came up with the idea a, a few years ago um, and thinking back now, I can't actually, obviously, I can't really remember, you know, what the epiphany was apart from the fact that I am the product of the strategies that we, we talk about in the book. That is, I purchased property um, when I was younger and single. I, um, my life, my financial life, you know, my financial life, my financial future is far better because of the decisions that I made. Doesn't mean that it wasn't tricky sometimes to invest or to buy property as a single woman. Um, I certainly came across some quite interesting feedback uh, over the years from within my, you know, and within my family social circle mm-hmm. or even within the lending environment, you know, worried, worried. When I bought my third property, I remember the bank manager at the time um, uh, from one of the big four uh, saying, well, we're a bit worried about that you're taking on too much debt. Yeah. Uh, so that was nice. Oh. Um, and also at the time, I was the editor of Australian Property Investor magazine, so I would like to think that I bloody knew what I was doing. Um, <clears throat> then over the years, I you know, obviously got married, but I still retain ownership of several properties outside of um, my marriage. Um, so I have that financial independence from my husband. And that was very important to me uh, prior to when we got married. And because my husband's such a, a great bloke, he had no problem at all um, with us you know, creating assets together. But anything that we have outside of the relationship that predated the relationship remains our own. And I guess that might've been um, part, a big part of the motivation for me was that I really wanted to pass on everything that I had learned personally through my own experiences, but as well being a property and finance journalist, um, journalist for the best part, well, 20 years now, um, having worked in the property investment uh, you know, sector for, for many, many years, um, the chair of the Property Investment Professionals of Australia. Now, I really wanted to pass on everything that I had learned 
over the years to other women uh, because of all those reasons that we that we talk, that you mentioned in the start there, Kate. Um, so, you know, the the financial outcomes for women are still um, you know far below what they are for men. But also, we have the next generation of young women coming through um, yeah. in their twenties who could really be the first generation, in my opinion, who are who have financial independence from their partners and that's something that we've never had before mm. so that might come across as a bit of a lofty ideal but why not hey <laughs> absolutely and look I think from my side of it, it was um sort of similar and yet obviously our personal circumstances were different um I've been uh with my partner for almost 25 years in April oh. I know um fabulous bloke too um but um, anyone who knows us, and I don't mind admitting, you know, I'm the sort of the financial driving force behind uh, what we do. Um, and when I started to get into investing in property myself, but then also becoming the mentor, becoming qualified and doing this for a living, I, I started to think about female specific content for quite a while, you know, and thought about offering perhaps the buyer's agent and certainly the property advice service specifically for women, because I was coming across, like you said, you know, a lot of ladies who were in a situation where they were genuinely concerned and anxious, you know, um, and, 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 and a little bit lost and not quite sure which way to turn. And, and to be fair, to redress the balance, I do get fellas like that too. <laughs> um, but right. there, there is, I think there is much more of a need, you know, for us to do this for the ladies out there. Um, so I guess when you and I met and we started to talk about this, it really just all fell into place, didn't it? For, for us, I think we motivated each other and we just said, hey, let's do, let's do this, you know. Because- oh, 100% because I remember that quite clearly. We were sitting yeah. at, the, at the opera bar drinking uh-huh. our mocktails and eating uh-huh. our tapas. And um, having like a super long couple of hour conversation, you know, and then at the end, I sort of just mentioned in passing about about the idea for the book that I'd, I'd had a couple of years before. Mm. And it was this kismet moment where we both went, we have to do this. Yes. And, and uh, lo and behold, we did within a few months. And it was, I don't know how we achieved it, but somehow that we did. We did. The whole thing <laughs> took on a life of its own, didn't it? It really did. So- <laughs> So look, everyone, really, that's that's our motivation. You know, you've got a little bit of an insight and background into this. As we obviously do more podcasts, you'll hear a lot more about the certainly the contents of the book, where we're coming from with all this. Um, we're going to share a lot more personal stories, like Nick says, some good, some not so good. We're certainly not perfect. We've, we've made all those mistakes. <clears throat> And we would love you all. Here comes the blatant shameless plug to get copies of the book so that you can ask us lots of Q&As. You can, of course, do that anyway as part of our podcast. So send them to info at thefemaleinvestor.com.au. Don't be shy. We are really happy to share everything that we know. And, and I thought that also we can go into some of the stats and figures around the, our motivator, you know, in terms of females' retirements etc etc so in the meantime we would like to feature 
probably maybe every other week or I guess when it just comes up, um, some interesting news stories that we come across, like I said a minute ago, on a, almost on a weekly basis about this kind of topic. There was actually a report out quite recently which highlighted a really interesting insight into women in their 40s and 50s today. They are known as the original Gen X. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I had to look that up. It's because uh, I get a bit confused with the Gen X, Y, Z. I don't know what. Um, and Gen Generation X, uh, they are generally said to have been born between 1965 and 1980. I just squeeze in. I'm a Generation Xer. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew. Well, I'd, I'd certainly identify as being Generation X. So I, um, I, I knew that you were in the cohort with me, my love. <laughs> That's right. And. We, I think all of us have heard, and if you haven't, it's a bit depressing, really, but COVID the past couple of years, it's really increased separation and divorce rates. I think as we've all been thrown into, you know, little flats and houses together, we've all realised <laughs> who we're sharing our lives with. And many women. The whole, the whole can you then, please stop chewing so loudly? That, that's right. Yes. You're, you're breathing the same air as me. Go away. Your breathing's annoying. And many women are now separating from their partners with a lot actually and anecdotally we are we are both experiencing experiencing this a lot are telling us that they have actually no, no intention of repartnering at all during their lifetimes now obviously that might change in in years to come when they meet another love of their life but they have generally decided as the story tells us that they want to spend the next few decades just focusing on themselves now, I don't know about you, but our grandparents' generation, they didn't really divorce at all. I know I'm pretty sure that my grandma wasn't all that thrilled with who she ended up with, to be quite fair. But um, but nowadays, we are all parting ways with our significant others a lot earlier. And some of you might be surprised to know that the average age of divorce for women in Australia is now between 40 and 44. I was quite shocked when I read that. Mm. And often while they are still raising teenage children. So Nicola, what to you does this, you know, we both read the same thing. What, what does it mean? Well, what I really want to know, Kate, which I'm putting you on the spot here, if something happened to your lovely husband, would you bother again? It's, he's a, he's a, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. He's, <laughs> he's a pretty tough act to follow. Mm -hmm. I'll have to say this because he might be listening at some stage. It's, it's hard to imagine that I would, to be honest, certainly financially. But mm. all, all, and it's hard to say all emotions aside because that's kind of why we're in this, right? And I would never, never say never again. But I think, I think I'm with the cohort of the women who say this honestly mm, mm. I think exactly I mean I well, I would probably end this in the same league is that you know um never say never I wouldn't be all Yoko Ono about it either um but um I mean I think the difference for me is as well that I was you know single until my 40s um and loved it so it probably and it's not that long ago that I did get married I suppose but I, it's probably easier for me to remember um, what it was like being single um, and I just thought yeah I just thought it was very interesting especially being a generation X and really ad identifying um, with my generation that I, I when we saw the story Kate and we chatted about it I was like mm. yeah this 
if that ever happened to me, I mean, not that I have any intention of getting divorced, I'm not too sure that I would I would repartner either. Mm, mm. <laughs> but I guess what the thing is, and this is so key. So as we talked about previously, the next, you know, the, the new generation of, of young women out there who have the opportunity to potentially forge their own financial path from their 20s, definitely got a lot of content in the book for them. However, there is as just as much content in the book for women of our age, uh, Generation X, um, who may be, you know, separated, uh, divorced, even widowed, um, and they still have a significant, you know, they're pretty much only halfway through their working lives, yeah. or perhaps they have um, yeah. Yeah. been in part-time yeah. work for a period of time uh, while they were raising children. Um, but so, you know, if we really think about it, if you're in your 40s, you still have about two decades left of working if you choose to do so. So if they are single and they have recently um, become, you know, if they are single and they have recently either left their husband or widowed or, or something like that, there is an ample opportunity for them to improve their financial future through strategic property investment. It's actually funny, we were recently talking about a potential client mm. of yours, Kate, weren't we, mm. who was in this situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, however, her children are now adults. She was recently divorced um, and she's actually super keen, like you said, to become a female investor because she actually wants to have a better life, um, you know, a better life right now and going yeah. forward, but also a more comfortable retirement. Mm. But what actually was interesting um, about this um, example, and it's quite common, I'm sure you, you have this many times, Kate, within your business, is that it wasn't her risk profile that um, prevented her and her former husband from investing. It was actually his. And uh, he was quite risk averse when it came to uh, property investments or perhaps investments mm. at all. Mm. And so while she had um, the desire to, you know, for them to invest in property and or uh, create some wealth together during their relationship. It never, it never came to be anything more than buying a home together. Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually relatively common. Yes. Uh, a lot of people might mistakenly think, oh, women, you know, don't want to invest. They are more risk averse. Well, that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. um, and this person, after the end of her marriage, um, has already purchased an investment property um, using some of the funds from the sale of their joint asset and is keen to do more uh, mm. because she actually does have uh, time on her side to do that. And as I say, I think that's a, a key learning from this example is the fact that you, it's not just women um, men and women are probably equally likely to be have different risk profiles. They probably do. I mean, my, my husband's certainly more conservative when it comes to finances than me. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I just think that there's probably a bit of a misnomer out there thinking that it is women who aren't as keen to sort of forge ahead with investments um, during their lives, you know, less so than men. Absolutely. I can off the top of my head think of like literally two, two ladies came straight to mind. Um, the first, um, and the both of them actually are client stories in our book, which is probably why they've just sprung immediately to mind. Yeah. But um, the the first one was a lady who um, had actually been been married twice, but again had always been the financial and investing driving force in that partnership. Had they both husbands, it was slightly more, you know, the reluctant other, mm. and she um, not that her risk 
profile was particularly, you know, she wasn't in a, she wasn't particularly risky, you know, or risk, um, a risk taker, if you like, but knew, knew that they had to do this. And <clears throat> sadly, her second husband passed away quite recently. And, and we've been buying property for her to add to the existing portfolio that they had because she is keen to create that financial freedom for herself, but also for her kids. There's two uh, sort of late teenage kids who she also wants to be an example to. You know, she wants to show them you need to do this to create that financial freedom, to set yourself up for retirement. And of course, at 18, 19, that is the absolute furthest thing from your mind. It certainly mm -hmm. was when I was 18, I wasn't thinking about retirement. I had way more fun things that I was planning to do. But at least you've got that example setting, if you like. So, so mom is out there doing this. She is motivated. She is awesome, actually. I'm going to hopefully get her on for an interview very soon because she said she was keen <laughs> and, she's, and she's got a great story to tell. And there was another lady who is a single mom, um, has been in a few different long-term relationships and always sort of extraordinarily the partner her male partners were always the more reluctant ones. No, 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 don't want to do it, don't want to do it. And she kept putting it off, kept putting it off. Now, she's only in her early 40s now. Um, but she now has, I think, five or six investment properties because she got to the point where she was like, you know, stuff this. I'm just going to do this if I keep waiting, you know, for everybody else to be ready. Um, I'm never going to do this. Mm. So um, she forged ahead. She is literally has been awesome, but she interestingly also told me a story about friends of hers who or a specific friend of hers who recently split from a long-term partner and this female friend of hers like, genuinely didn't know how to pay bills online you know it's um I know because the, the male partner was always in charge of that so we do you know we do come across that too you know where ladies um have been in a relationship where the the partner has been the one who's taken charge of everything you know they're I guess it's a bit of a stereotype, but it does happen that they are minding the kids. They maybe have a bit of a part-time job. Um, and when it, you know, that maybe breaks down or that partner dies, they, they're left kind of floundering a little bit. Do you, do you think, Nicola, that property investment or even investment in general is made out to be something kind of super complicated? Do you think it's, I don't know, that it scares people a little bit? I think it all it all circles back to financial literacy, I suppose, mm -hmm. and anything yeah. anything in our world, in our worlds that we don't understand can come across as, as being scary. Uh, you know, financial literacy is becoming more and more common um, in high schools, and and clearly there are you know there's more education than ever before out there for for people who are prepared um, to look for it. But also, I guess I don't know if it comes across as as scary I think what also what what can happen is that you know a huge percentage of people are going to buy their family home um, therefore sometimes they think okay well that was pretty easy um, I'll just go off and buy another property in the same location and you know expect that it'll be a super duper investment property for me um, so I think that you know, whether it's classed as scary or not, it can kind of almost be that a lot of people, and, and clearly the number of investors is ramp, has been ramping up for the last 20 odd years, 
that people may even treat it too lightly now it doesn't need to be stressful and it certainly not doesn't need to be scary but it also but it does need to be strategic um, and whether that's a strategic purchase of a family home that will do the heavy lifting financially for you in the decades ahead and, and obviously a strategic purchase of an investment property in any number of places around around the country um it, it does i think people it's kind of a fine line people are either too scared to do it because they're afraid of debt and they think that all debt including a mortgage is bad debt um or they um treat it too flippantly in a way mm. and um and and, and and presume that they can you know choose any property anywhere um, and it'll perform, it'll outperform the market over the decades ahead mm -hmm. when that's not the case either. So I'm not too sure if I answered your question or not. Yeah, I might no, have got myself no. down a rabbit hole, but it's kind of a mix of of both, I think, mm. don't you? Yes, I do. Mm. And I think um I think also in my experience, there are still a lot of women out there who will admit themselves that they could benefit more from learning mm. about financial concepts, using property investment to create wealth, financial freedoms, et cetera, et cetera. And just to come back to that article, you know, I think the reason why it's so vital for separated or divorced or widowed Gen mm. X women, like you said, you know, when we first started on all this, is that they still have time on their side to benefit from you know one even two uh, property market cycles while they're also carrying on with their careers individual lifestyles once the kids have finished high school and i think one of the things that i often come across is that women in this situation just haven't had the time often to assess what their retirement might look like and maybe that's when like you say you know people just go oh i'll just buy a house around the corner you know this is not easy but it's 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 there's a perception of it being easier and then you've got all those competing responsibilities of home and work lives etc cetera, etc cetera. That, that's true and then we come across it you, you know obviously you within your um client group and then with their own mm. personal you know circles that um there are people that could and should do something but they that they haven't or perhaps they've got burned once or twice but at the mm. end of the day for women who are newly separated or divorced it's never too late it's never too late to start investing and also the sooner that you do start the better um, if you own your own home and many women in this situation potentially will still you know maybe they've retained the family home and the in the uh financial settlement but you know they will have they will have a home probably by that stage far too big for them to live in because all the children might have well hopefully have left home yeah, by the yeah. time they've retired maybe maybe not yeah. um and they will have probably have some super but much less than men mind you but generally speaking they will still end up um surviving on the pension uh in australia in their twilight years mm. and um i don't know about you but the pension is about 500 dollars a week or below um with if you get all of the extra bits and pieces yeah i don't know about you but i would not like to survive on 500 dollars a week i'd be frightened of whenever the rates bill came in yeah. um as someone who has family living overseas i probably would be concerned about my ability to even find you know have the funds to to, to go overseas like yourself kate if yeah. and when needed yeah. Yeah. um 
So it's it's one of those things that you're buying a home and, and 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 having or owning a home and having that paid off, which actually is not guaranteed. There's some new stats mm-hmm. out as well that showed that a lot of people believe that they will have a home fully paid off by the time they've retired. Uh, not necessarily the case. Um, it is it's much better than most people out there. However, you will still probably find yourself. Uh, as a single woman in retirement, reti- you know, relying on the pension, um, you might even have to sell the family home because you can't financially afford to keep it. Um, you may also return to the workforce, and unfortunately, more more single women than men in retirement actually live in poverty. And our key message here, really, and our whole purpose in life being here, is to spread the word that it doesn't have to be that way. Because a lot of you ladies out there are likely to have the financial capability, despite what your bank manager might say, where you take (laughs) too much much debt, love. Like we're a bit worried about you. I know, right? But you know, you are likely to have the financial capability to purchase an investment property or two or three that can seriously, totally, drastically improve your retirement outcomes by reusing, for example, the equity that you have in your home. And for those of you who might not know what the word equity means, I don't mean that to be condescending, but let's, you know, let's not assume that everybody knows all these terms. But really simply put, equity is the value of an asset less the amount of all the liabilities on that asset, right? So in terms of property, it's the value of your home less the loan that you've got on that, right? So you won't be able to use all of that money that's left over, but quite a quite a, a good 80% of it generally. So there are lots and lots of options and strategies that you can then activate as you do near retirement, which is likely to increase the funds at your disposal by literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we're not kidding here, right? Because you have decided right now to prioritize this, let's call it me time, um, it really is a game changer, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and certainly with this demographic that we're talking about, they have potentially the opportunity to reuse yeah. you know, that capital growth that they have um, uh, secured over the years of their relationships and, and really forge their own financial path you know, for the next few decades of their lives. Okay, all you lovely ladies out there, that is it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope that you found it super useful. You can email us with any questions that you have at info at thefemaleinvestor.com.au. Don't forget to pick up a copy of our book. You can go to your local bookstore or you can order it online on Amazon or Booktopia for those of you lovely ladies here in Australia. And head to thefemaleinvestor.com.au anyway, where you can click on the links. You can find loads of resources on investing, property news, hints, tips, and videos. It's awesome. We will be with you all again really, really soon. Stay safe and well, everyone. And bye for now.